0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com.
1: Hello, friends. We're back again. It's FIFO.com, and it's Thursday night, January 26, 2023. Therefore, it must be time for your post-impact wrestling show. I'm at Joel Pearl. I'm here all the time with y'all. I got a Q&A with Jimmy Van coming up on FIFO Select. We're taping that tomorrow, so you'll see that released soon. But if you're a FIFO Select subscriber, get your questions in there now. There's a thread over there. But that's for later. We'll talk about select down the line. I gotta introduce my number one, my ride or die, the one I want to see every time at NXT or on Impact every Thursday night. It's Cresta Star. How you doing, Cresta?
2: B-b-b-b-b- to quote Joe Pearl, I am Rudy Tootie, fresh and shooty. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh,
1: you know, just getting through it.
2: It's all we can do. Roll on or roll out. And I can't roll out, so.
1: <laughs> we got a lot to talk about for those who are asking about Royal Rumble stuff. I can tell you right now, Sean Rossap is on the scene and San Antonio. He will be feeding the scoops as he always does. And on top of that, the Royal Rumble post-show this year will be Will Washington and Professor Nick. Professor Nick, who uh, handles our TikTok. He's great. Go check him out. Go check out Fightful on TikTok. Uh, they'll be doing the Royal Rumble post-show. Sean and Denise will be at the press conference at San Antonio after the Rumble. They're going to try and pop in a little later on, so go hang out with them. Uh, and, of course, if you are over at Fightful Overbooked, someone who subscribes there, you should. YouTube.com slash Overbooked. You can come and catch a whole cast of characters as we watch along the Royal Rumble. Hopefully you'll come and join us too. Uh, But for now, we're here to talk about impact. That's what we'll do. If you have questions about, you know, who do you think is going to show up at the rumble? Who would you like from impact to show up at the Royal Rumble? Well, we will answer those questions for y'all, especially. So if you don't into super chat, it's that little dollar sign at the bottom of your chat here, youtube.com slash fightful, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air and it helps support us here fightful. And it helps Sean Ross Sapp say, Hey, I like these two. This Joel and Cresta thing, this works. Let's keep that going. Or if you want to make them even happier, you can go ahead and donate a Humper Chat at HumperChats.com. Cresta, make them happy. Tell them how.
2: You head over to Humperchats.com, you put in your comment, you put in your donation amount, we'll read your comment or question on air, we get to keep a little bit more of the money, Sean Ross Sapp is happy, we're happy, Jimmy Van is happy, the toaster in the kitchen is happy, everybody's happy, Humperchats.com, make us happy, make yourself healthy, Happy, happy, I had a stroke, I'm sorry.
1: Do you remember where you got your toaster? Or how long ago you got it? Well, this is a
2: new toaster it has like the four uh, four horse, it has the four slots for uh, four pieces of toast Ooh. um but every time i think of toaster i think of either my little toaster or uh there's a movie called nemo's something adventure into nightmare land or whatever it is it Was talking toasters in both of them.
1: yeah i don't remember where
2: that's how my mind works. I I uh string together random things. <laughs>
1: that's all right. By the way, for anyone in the chat is saying you know I can't super chat. I just love being here. We love having you here too. Hello, chat. It's good to see you. It's good to have you. We're keeping an eye out. We appreciate you guys hanging out uh, with us. And again, super chats are welcome, but they are not. You know, they're not the be all end all. Just having y'all in the chat hanging out with us that's good enough too. So
2: we love it when you guys are here. Just pull up. Pull yeah. up. Hug. It's hug time to talk about impact.
1: <laughs> That's right. Well, let's talk about impact. We're gonna start with BTI, but first, just overall, Krista, how'd you feel tonight about the show? It was uh it was a different pace than what we've seen over the last few weeks, wasn't it?
2: Yes, I feel like this show was really kind of jam-packed. I have a, so much notes, number one, and number two, five out of five show because I was about to complain two weeks in a row, no Joe Hendry, and then what happened? The Wrestling Gods blessed us. Not only with Joe Hendry, but that music video. Superb. It belongs in the Lou, The Louvre? The Louvre? Whatever.
1: <laughs> You're French. It's the Louvre. Oui. But yes, absolutely. We're going to talk about it. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that Joe Hendry video. Whew. Definitely got a lot of people <laughs> talking. I think kicks us off with the super chat saying gotta go to bed but i'll be watching the replay hey sleep tight hopefully you'll enjoy us in the morning uh hey by the way if you're listening in audio form afterwards and you want to leave us a five-star review that'd be great and uh hopefully for the audio file in you you're noticing that uh when whenever i do a show here on fightful i try my best to make it a little sweeter sound and make it a little better sounding uh so if you notice that let me know because little things like that are what i went to school for and what i want to do with my life so here we are let's talk about bti shall we cresta Yes. All right. We start with George Iceman, as we always do. Iceman's intel. You know, you ever notice that Iceman has all the intel after they've already taped stuff?
2: Maybe.
1: I mean, probably. But back with the green screen and the weird wall, in the, one day it's going to get better. I
2: promise. I, I just think he just has the scoops. And maybe maybe we should get him on the show and ask him where he gets his scoops from.
1: I'm going to ask him when I see him. I swear to God. Do it. it. I've got to get an interview with Iceman just to just to figure it out, I swear. Anyway, he's talking about his previewing <laughs> the, the golden six-shooter match, and then he transitions into the Knockouts tag title match. says, rumor is Santino found a tag partner for Giselle Shaw, who's a former Knockouts champion, a former Knockouts tag team champion, and a former WWE women's champion. Well, a lot of people fit that mold, but mm. only one... Got it tonight, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, spoiler alert, she's also the uh, thumbnail for the show. So there's the big reveal right there. <laughs> but we opened up BTI with a match that actually was really fun. Yeah. Nikki Dice and Carly Bravo, who, by the way, have a podcast, if you haven't uh, if you haven't figured that out yet, even <laughs> though the commentary told us a few times, called The Bad Taste Show. It's actually really funny. I, I have listened to it before. But uh, go ahead and check that out. They've got great chemistry in and out of the ring uh eventually Dice does get the win. He he basically he disrespects the disrespect scissor kick, which is the finish that Carly Bravo uh-huh. has, and then he hits the high roller for the win. Let's talk about the rest of the match. Crystal, what do you think? Again, fun match talk to me.
2: I was pleasantly surprised with how athletic Zicky Dice looked in the ring. I kind of relegated to like, maybe, yeah, I know he could bust it out if he needs to. But tonight, he really looks superb. I was low-key somehow expecting, you know, um, Johnny Swinger to get in there and be like, let me get the pin for this. Like, you're not even in the match. (laughs) Even with him ineffectively cheating, I thought Zicky Dice looked amazing tonight. Um, Charlie Bravo has springs in his feet. They had mentioned it in the beginning of commentary saying that he's a very fast paced wrestler. And once he gets going, I think they said that twice tonight um, about another young man. But he was really impressive. I do hope that this leads to more interactions with Johnny. Sorry, Charlie Bravo. (laughs) They said on commentary, is he related to Johnny Bravo? And I was like, oh, my God, please.
1: (laughs) Carly. Carly Bravo. Johnny Bravo's best friend
2: maybe it's his long, long, long lost uncle or something. I don't know, but I enjoyed the match thoroughly. And it's like, it's, I love things like this about impact where you're like people who you're like, Oh yeah, they're a joke. And then they pull out a match like this. And it's like, okay, maybe Zicky dies in the exhibition. Maybe, maybe he got to get out the swing of dungeon first.
1: <laughs> I, and you know, Zicky, Zicky's like a, a physically bigger dude. So mm-hmm. for him to have like unimposing, imposing kind of stance is something you don't see out of him very often like this was probably one of zicky dice's best matches and impact because he hasn't yeah. had a serious type of match in a while and for him and carly to be able to like tear it up by the way crowd was hot for this too they were super into it because you yeah. guys are local to atlanta where they were finishing up the tapings this was the last of of that taping mm-hmm. the uh the crowd really ate it up they enjoyed it great chemistry like i mentioned uh there's there's some good stuff so zicky dice he does a pop-up power bomb and then he turns it into an and i'm just like when does he do this
2: when like does- well how are you capable of this when did you add this <laughs>
1: That was absolutely wild. And then Carly does a fireman's carry into a stunner, does a 2.9, does the I can't believe it facial. You, you learn to stop doing that after a while when you work TV, but that was a little hokey. And then the finish, we talked about it. Mm. Uh, the high roller from Zicky Dice gets the win. Uh, a big win for Zicky Dice. Unfortunately, it does not go to Swingman's Road to 50.
2: Maybe Zicky Dice gets 50 first and says, Hey, I would like to gift it to my mentor, the Swingman. Against Joshua Alexander. And then um the Spectre of PCO strikes the ring. And uh I, I don't know where I'm going with this.
1: No, I'm into this. Let's 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 get this. Yes.
2: Okay. The Spectre of PCO strikes the ring and then uh Johnny Swinger gets the pin on Josh Alexander. We got a new world champion. Josh not Josh Alexander, uh uh Johnny Swinger. My brain said, You can't even lie. You can't even lie for this. You can't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> i'd see it i'd watch it i'd be sports entertained
1: yeah well again good match go out of your way to watch it it was on bti tonight uh the, these two shocking yeah. <laughs> i gotta say in the, in the best way possible we knew carly bravo could have a good match i knew zicky dice could have a good match but mm-hmm. you just haven't seen zicky booked that way in a long time so uh this this was a pleasant surprise for me
2: agreed
1: let's move on the impact show begins with the x division championship on the line 74-year-old action Mike Jackson takes on Trey Miguel. Uh, They said if Mike Jackson became X Division champion, he would become the oldest X Division champion by 10,233 days.
2: Come on, numbers. (laughs) That's all I could think when uh, Tom Hannaford said that. was like, sir.
1: (laughs) Trey Miguel comes out faking a walker and his sore hip. Funny shtick. I loved it. It was so silly. The match itself got kicked into a pretty good gear. I didn't expect this to be like a super high flying X Division match. In fact, they even made Mm. fun of the fact that it's, you know, the X Division is not about uh, limits or about weight limits. It's about no limits. And then, of course, they mentioned that the X Division is also about no age limits. So here we are. (laughs) I also thought Uh,
2: Mike Jackson worked kind of stiff too. I'm like, wait, why? Come on now. I mean, it. To me, to me, to me, to me, to me. I thought he worked a little stiff and I thought it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> Maybe Trey was like, listen, old man, lay it in. And Mike was like, yes, sir, let's do it. <laughs> Whatever, there was clearly some chemistry there. They were having a good time out there. Mike Jackson lowers his straps and goes in hot, which I loved. For At one point, the crowd is chanting USA uh, and I get it. It's because Mike Jackson's wearing like a USA style singlet. Mm-hmm. But, like both Trey and actually Mike Jackson are american (laughs) so it doesn't
2: matter (laughs) it doesn't matter
1: so strange uh actually mike jackson goes works over trey miguel's arm and then he goes for that old school or as they call it the oldest school he gets about three quarters of the way around the ring before trey pulls him down hits the lightning spiral gets the win but what really matters is the post-match as trey goes to tag mike jackson find a spray can and tag him up nope he meets up with crazy Steve. Crazy Steve tags himself with Trey's logo along with the rest of his body and uh, as he as Trey jumps out and tries to go up the stage, Black Taurus is up there waiting for him. so Trey hightails it through the crowd. What do you think of this development? Crazy Steve and uh and Black Taurus going after Trey Miguel?
2: You know what you've done, Trey. And I'm not one for playing hot potato, but I do think it is high time you come up off that championship. I've been behind Black Taurus. I want Black Taurus to succeed in everything that they do. I did find it funny. Peak heel work is the crowd is going crazy for Mac, for Mike Jackson going around the ring doing the oldest school. Right when he gets to the fourth one, Trey's like, stop it. All right, unless you had your fun. To me, I love, I love stupid stuff like that, but to me, that's peak heel. But I do hope, Taurus takes the championship off him. I'm gonna still stand behind Taurus. I don't care how many times he get beat. When he wins, I'm gonna be like, "I told you so."
1: Hundred percent. Trey Miguel is on a very good tear right now. Mm-hmm. There's something there that's just a lot of fun to watch, and I want to see Crazy Steve and Trey Miguel. And I have a feeling we're gonna see it really soon, probably. But that in mind, I'm 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 just I'm excited. It was fun. Yeah. Um, It it was a fun match, and uh, Action Mike Jackson had a good couple of nights in Atlanta, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) Let's move along backstage with GM Miller and Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander basically says it doesn't matter who's going to win the six shooter uh, because Mm -hmm. he's still the longest reigning world champion for a reason. By the way, all six men in the six shooter challenge are former impact champions. So these are mostly people Josh has already defeated anyway. uh, And then him walks Steve Macklin. And this is something that Cresta, you and I have harped on for weeks and I'm so glad we went there because Macklin says he is not in the match because he's not a former champion, but he's beaten everyone in the match. Macklin says he wants the title tells Josh to keep one eye open over his shoulder because Scott Demore is not around to protect him. What do you think of this segment? Personally, I really enjoyed it. We're getting closer and closer to Macklin and Josh Alexander.
2: I liked it too because Macklin has been voicing his concerns to Damore for weeks and Demore is like, yeah, whatever, kind of like not really, but kind of you're giving him people. And then every time he turns around, people who Macklin has beaten end up in a championship situation. Not to say Bully Ray is right, but Bully Ray came in, caused the stink, and got his title shot. Yes, he won the call your shot, but he caused the stink the whole entire way, even caused the stink tonight. So if that's the way you got to do it, I've seen Moose do it. I've seen Callahan do it. I've seen a bunch of people just say, No, I want a title shot, and they get it. So Macklin's right. And if Macklin, he's right. He's right. You may not like the tackles. And if he wants to beat up people, he's absolutely well within his right. He's right.
1: Let him beat up Josh Alexander.
2: I mean, I like Josh Alexander as a champion. I do think that if anyone is going to pin him, I think it should be Macklin. Yeah, that's fair. But I really like Josh Alexander. I think it would be a great match, but I would be happy either way. But if someone is going to do it, I think Macklin for a fresh face, someone who's never had it. I'd, I'd be pleased. I'd be pleased.
1: Uh, someone in the chat was asking, has, uh, Steve Macklin beat Eddie Edwards. He beat him by DQ in 2022. So if you count that there was a six way elimination match, Eddie Edwards won, Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's been close. I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. if you count it, he won by DQ. So there you go. Macklin won that match. Uh, let's move along. Good hands. Take on the team of Kushida and Kevin Knight. Yes. You got to do the handshake (laughs) good brother handshake. Uh, I love this. We'll just pick it up towards the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kushida, first of all, Kushida and Knight win it, but the, the real story of the match was everyone, but Kushida, because both Hotch, Skylar and Kevin Knight on the other side of the ring, absolutely tore it up. Uh, Hotch hitting a roll through German suplex into Skylar's bridging pin for 2.9. That was dope. Love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Kevin Knight, by the way, has the hops. Lance Storm pointed yes. out on Twitter. I think everybody did not only hitting standing drop kicks on, both men on Hodge and Skyler, but then doing a standing vertical drop kick on Hodge while he's on Kushida's shoulders. Wild stuff. There was some really fun action back and forth. Uh, after that big standing vertical drop kick, Kushida hits in the hoverboard lock, and that's it. They win it. What do you think of the match? Good hands of Kushida and Knight.
2: I said this earlier. Charlie Bravo and um, Kevin Knight. Super springy. I was super impressed. And I think, like you said, it was really about the three men because Kushida's just like the sprinkles on top. It's like, I don't know. I did, I don't have many notes for this match because this was me the whole time. It was so much action to keep up with, and I really enjoyed that. They also mentioned on commentary that Kushida and Knight just came back from, the. I think, the same tournament that Ace and Bay was at, if I'm not mistaken or am I bugging.
1: Yes, no, you're right. They were in the super junior tag mm. tournament that uh that's gonna they're they're gonna have a match next week. They're gonna do Kevin Knight and Kushida versus Ace of Bays. So very much looking forward to that. They did mention that in the commentary. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think this match was really good. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see if Kevin Knight stays in impact, much like Charlie Bravo. I want to see them. Can you imagine the flippy dudes? I can hear someone mad now. <laughs> you
1: know, what? so as far as I understand, it, Kevin Knight might be a project uh, project in the LA Dojo, mm-hmm. so or a product, I should say. That's why I skip over my words sometimes. Anyway, uh, if he's a product of the LA Dojo, he's a New Japan star uh, because he's teaming with Kushida. That yes. being said, there's a good amount of of work going on between Impact and New Japan. I think this is next week won't be the first time that Ace of Bays, Kushida and Knight hook up okay. and I'm looking forward to that. I think I, I really like that. They're starting to push Kushida and Knight as a tag team instead of just bringing Kushida doing the same old X division stuff with him or just using him as fodder. This is an opportunity for Kushida and Knight as a tag team to kind of move up the ranks and impact potentially have a match. Uh, and I mentioned new Japan. There's also a, Tag team holding the open weight tag championships in impact. Come on, Motor City. Motor City against Kushida and Kevin Knight. There's a lot of storytelling there in the background, in the foreground that you can get into so I would like to see that. Doesn't I, 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 Listen, I want to see it on impact because then mm-hmm. I can talk about it with you on the yeah. show. <laughs> that being said, it would make more sense for them to do it on strong, assuming strong is going to continue in the way that it's been uh, working so far. So I look forward to it, but mm-hmm. I also love this team of Kushida and Kevin Knight.
2: Okay. Work. I like that. I like that.
1: We're backstage. Giselle Shaw's with Santino Morella and Jay Vidal. Uh, they do a behind the door tease. They're trying to figure out who the next, the, the, the tag team partner is. Santino <laughs> I found her. Jay Vidal is excited. It just absolutely sucks. Says, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. I watched all your matches and he just fanboys super hard. Mm. And Paul Shaw grabs him and walks away. She is completely disinterested. And we find out later on who it is, but first we got to do Mickey James, Jordan grace. This is interesting to me. So Mickey walks up to Jordan grace and thanks her for the match. They had at hard to kill saying it was one of her best ever. And then for helping out last week on impact, when Mickey was in a bit of a bind with bullying Mm. who he is, Jordan says, I didn't come out to protect you, Mickey. I came out to protect my investment. And that's the knockouts world championship because I get a rematch, especially after you tapped out during that hard to kill match. They keep going to this. So clearly this was either something that was planned in the match to plant the seed for later, Mm. or this was, unexpected and now they are making good either way this is the right way to do it to keep bringing it up keep reminding mickey hey you tapped out and you got lucky so this was really good and then mickey james says well when i beat masha slamovich i'll come and give you your rematch and then jordan says if you beat masha slamovich what do you think of this segment there was a lot of just underpinning going on here
2: i don't understand why Mickey James has like this pseudo resentment for Jordan Grace helping her. Like you don't see Rich Swan getting mad at Josh Alexander for helping him. If he's getting jumped, you were literally getting jumped. Like if we're all like, like in, in the confines of this story, if we're all good guys here and you're getting jumped by Bully Ray, let, why wouldn't I help you? Like I, even before she uh, took the title off for Grace, she was like, I'm not a pity charity case nobody's saying that Mickey like <laughs> no, nobody is saying that you're bad you're the greatest literally definitively now at the top of the mountain so I don't get where that's coming from also too, Grace saying I'm protecting my investment I was like okay we're both spicy again I'm thinking are we all good guys heck bully Ray he's a bully literally it's in his name so why are we mad at each other now
1: hey man I, yeah. <laughs> Pursuit of a title means nobody's baby face That's how, I see it. That's how I see it But of course you gotta have some sort of dissension You have to have some sort of conflict beyond the title sometimes In pro wrestling to make it make sense
2: Yeah, I mean like I get it Yeah, no one's a baby face when you go for the title I'm gonna do what I need to do Because I want the title Because I want to be the champion at the top of the card Makes sense But I don't like it <laughs> I don't like it I mean I like it but I don't like it <laughs>
1: I get it. I get it. So let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, the Knockouts tag title match. Death Dolls. It's a team of Taya and Jessica because she's sick. They take on the team of Giselle Shaw and it's Tara, formerly known as Victoria from WWE. Tara, who, by the way, had a very successful impact run of her own. We already talked about it at the top of the show with the George Iceman skit. Uh, this was such a special moment for Tara. I mean, she's excited. She's nervous. She's like, kind of like rubbing her stomach as if she has butterflies, like just trying Mm -hmm. to show that she has butterflies. Um, But the crowd is so into it. They're so excited for this. And then the whole match is based around Giselle Shaw refusing to tag in Tara. And I love this shit. She's just I did too. <laughs> the disrespect is perfect and Giselle Shaw is taking everything from everyone. She looks good, she can go, she takes the entire match. Jay Vidal eventually gets involved, takes down Taya by the by the legs and then Rosemary just spears him out of his boots uh and <laughs> Giselle hits the spider web on Taya in front of Tara and says, this is for you, uh, which just popped me. I thought that was great. And then eventually Tara just gets upset. She confronts Giselle, gets in the ring, tells her to respect her. And then Giselle says, get your retired ass out of my ring. And then they show death dolls. Both of Taya and Jessica are just suddenly eating from a box.
2: Where did they get that? Maybe Crazy Steve... You know, like, since underneath the ring is a black hole, you can find anything you need underneath the ring. He just apparated some popcorn for them.
1: I was waiting for Trey for so long. (laughs) I needed a snack. I left an extra box for you, just in case. It was funny. It was good. And then Tara gets pissed off, just hits the widow's peak on Giselle Shaw. Huge pop from the audience. Tara didn't have to do much, if anything. Hit, hit the hits, play the hits, gets the widow's peak on Giselle, looks absolutely crazy, does the facials, walks out of the ring, stands at the top of the ramp while, T- while Taya and Jessica hit their Sakishi driver into the kick, whatever they do. And then uh, Giselle Shaw gets pinned. Driver. The Sikishi driver.
2: Stop it.
1: <laughs> anyway. Tara's applauding the Death Dolls from the ramp. It's, it's a feel-good moment. It's fun. Giselle Shaw looks silly again. Um, maybe it's time that we start turning Giselle Shaw into a more serious character, but we'll see what that brings. What do you think of the match? What do you think of Tara making her return to Impact Wrestling?
2: I think Giselle played her part perfectly this whole match. I think commentary also did a really good job of putting over Giselle is queen of the spotlight. She's the quintessential diva. So to have the crowd chanting for Tara, saying, We want Tara, driving her nuts. At one point, Giselle is literally getting ragdolled in this ring and she's looking like, Wow, I got beat up. Tara's like, Tag me. And she's like, But that means I have to share. <laughs> It was to me, it is a great building block, but I'm going to say something that maybe not a hot take. I think Giselle Shaw is destined for a knockouts title run, and I think she's to stop meddling around in the tag team division. That's just me. I like her. I think where she's going is on the rise. This is funny, but I agree with you that maybe it's time we start turning her into something serious because I would like to see her in a serious situation against. Like, even if she does go against someone like Amasha Slamovich, not like, damn, Masha really going to kill you. I would like it to be like, is Giselle Shaw about to pin her. You know what I mean? Like, so I, this was fun. This was fun for what it was. I do like the popcorn touch. Uh, Giselle Shaw for president.
1: So let's not forget. I So when I did an interview with Giselle Shaw, she was very quick to point out to me that she was the first impact knockout to... Uh, last the longest against Masha Slamovich Uh and to get a pinfall, like a two count on Masha and to kick out of a pinfall attempt for Masha. So there's a bit of a story there that you could revisit once Giselle racks up a few wins, makes herself a credible opponent, uh, assuming again that Masha Slamovich becomes Impact Knockouts champion. It feels like it's what everyone wants right now. But the point Um. is, the point here is Giselle... I don't necessarily see her taking it from Masha today. Yeah. But if in a few months their stories kind of move back and forth, Mm -hmm. there could be some credibility there. And it would be a very cool story to tell. Um, But first they have to get on the Giselle Shaw train and really really push her in a meaningful way.
2: Yeah. In a perfect world, in my mind, if I was booking this somehow, some way, I would have her be... Uh, Diana Peraza's protege for somehow force that. And I think under her tutelage, I think Giselle Shaw could be an absolute problem. Learning from literally the woman of a thousand holes. Like <laughs> I call her the female Dean Malenko because like Diana Peraza will stretch you, girl. So I think something like that, if that were to happen, I could absolutely see it. Like you said, not right now, but something down the line where it's like, oh, wow, Giselle Shaw, wow, wow, you know?
1: And if you want to say, wow, Every time you open Fightful Select, all you got to do is subscribe. It's five bucks. It's all the news, all the hits, all the greatest content you can find. It's the least expensive wrestling news site. Select option, whatever you want to call it. Exclusive news is what we have over at FightfulSelect.com. You can get uh, some news on the WWE Women's Division and a little bit more on why Ronda Rousey dropped her title a little earlier than planned. Tons of news and notes from Dynamite this past week in Lexington where Sean Ross Sapp went and uh, observed the show and had some fun. Tons of Rumble scoops as Sean is in San Antonio along with a plethora of other friends as well. And I mentioned at the top of the show, my Q&A with Jimmy Van. We're taping that tomorrow. If you want to get your questions, go to FIFOselect.com. Find the thread Ask your question. No scoop stuff. He's not a scoopster. But if you got business questions for Jimmy Van or wrestling related stuff, you get more. Do we get more Joel Pearl? Absolutely. And if you want more Joel Pearl, you can also go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. That one's free. But if you go to FightfulSelect.com, five bucks, you get all that. You get so much more. Sean does a Q&A every week. There's uh, Sour Graps. There's Coexisting with Raw and Maggie After Dark, where they interview different, uh, different people, different content creators in the wrestling space. Go ahead. Five bucks. Easy peasy. Get on it. Shall we continue?
2: Jeez. Let's do it.
1: All right. Where are we? Taylor Wilde is talking to spirits. Thank you for guiding me on this dark, feminine journey, she says. The tarot, give me my message. Queen of Swords, I don't let my emotions cloud my mind. The action to be taken, the High Priestess, independent, unbiased, clear boundaries, and direct communication. What is? Why am I doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why
2: did you write this down? <laughs> That's what I'm looking at you like, Cody, you're like, why did you write this down? This is not part of the design.
1: <laughs> the High Priestess, independent, unbiased, clear boundaries with direct communication. What is the outcome? Ten of Swords intuition pain betrayal loss will i be seeing more of killer kelly on my journey yes we will thank you spirits
2: snaps
1: (laughs) i hope everyone at home is currently snapping and watching if you're like on the bus listening to this after the fact and you're just like yeah man deep i hope everyone on the bus is watching you and just being like what are they listening to
2: we're listening to a uh, spoken word by Joseph Perlis.
1: <laughs> so Taylor Wilde and killer Kelly look like they're going to be teaming up, which you and I talked about last week. Cause uh, mm. we read a little bit forward about the, we didn't read the spoilers, but impact did promote the fact that those two were going to tag team in the Florida tapings. Uh, how do you feel? Killer Kelly, Taylor Wilde? They're going to team up. Uh, is this a way to get there? How do you feel?
2: I do like it. There is chemistry. Um, do you remember Card Captor Sakura? I had asked you this before we started. Not really. It was an anime about a girl who did tarot cards, and she would try to put them all back in the book. For this segment, I specifically got my Card Captor book because I felt like we were about to do tarot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's empty. It's been many a year. I don't have any cards. Uh, the demons are running wild and Taylor Wilde has all my cards. So Taylor Wilde, please return my cards. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I loved it. I Honestly, it reminded me of that M.A. Literally, if the main character was a wrestler and I lived for it. It was so, I mean, it's with the utmost respect. It was so bad. It was good. Like the Super Mario movie. I thought it was really cheesy and I loved it. I loved it. I popped. I don't care. I loved it.
1: This is it's a different look for Taylor Wilde. We've been talking about it since you know she debuted mm-hmm. it, uh, but it works because it, it, it is different and it's fun and it, it's wrestling. And, and these two yeah. together work, these two together. I want to see the Killer Kelly response because mm. it feels like she's going to be like extra creepy with a side of I'm a little creeped out, but we'll see where it goes.
2: It's a nice yin and yang for as funny or as comical as you think it may be. Taylor Wilde is really strong in the ring. So even if you're like yuck yuck yuck, it's nothing funny in the ring. She's gonna she's gonna strike you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the best part of this tag team is yeah. potential for for hits. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Dave LaGreca is with Santino. Dave LaGreca, of course, is the host of Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM. Check them out. They do some good work. Uh, I put them over last week, and I'll do it again this week. Santino puts over the interview that Dave LaGreca did with Tommy Dreamer last week on the show that Uh I personally did not put over. But either way, (laughs) Santino liked it, so I guess that's what that means. Uh, And then Bully Ray walks in, and he tells Dave, step back, stop talking, just bully being bully. Uh, And he says, I got a problem with not being included in a six-shooter match. Uh, I had a title match. Why can't I have, you know, I'm a former champion. Why can't I get in this match? And Santino's like, well, you had a title match and you lost.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said that I died. I mean, because he's not wrong. You literally just, you literally just lost.
1: Yeah. And so he's like, well, shouldn't I get first crack because of that? And Santino's like, no. Um, he also says, Bully also says, there was all that interference and like people kept trying to screw me. So basically, Bully's gimmick is like, paranoid everybody hates me now because he also says santino you know you got a problem with me do you have you know or do we have heat do we have heat and then uh bully puts over santino in like this weird gaslighting way he's like i put you over all the time the Milan miracle is one of my favorite moments of all time and at that point i'm like come on really come on
2: I didn't know what he was referencing, and I felt like a frog because I wasn't watching refli- wrestling at this time. Mm-hmm. And all I could think to myself is, didn't Santino Morello also have a sock at one point? Can't he just shove that in Bully's mouth right now? Like, because he's lying. <laughs> well,
1: he back, uh, WWE Raw was in Italy. They're in Milan. Mm-hmm. And they had, they, that was the night they debuted Santino Morello. He was sitting in the crowd. And the Intercontinental Champion at the time, oh my god, someone else is gonna have to tell me who it was. Uh, basically, and maybe was it Bobby Lashley? Whoever it was at the time picked someone out of the crowd. Oh, maybe it was Chris Masters because they were doing the master lecture. Someone's gonna tell me anyway. Uh, the Intercontinental Champion at the time, uh-huh. it's a random person out of the crowd, and it's Santino Morella with the accent and all. It was Umaga. Okay, so uh, long story short, the Milan Miracle is Santino Morella wins the Intercontinental Championship on his first night in the company. He's not even in the company officially. He's just a guy they picked out of the crowd and he won the match and he won the Intercontinental Championship. And then they had to explain like, who is this guy and does he get a contract? So on and so forth. And that's the, uh, that's the beginning of uh, the the miracle.
2: Thank you, Joel. And also you guys, if you didn't know that now, you know, now, you know, I feel so much more educated. Thank you, Joel. That's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> it's so funny to watch it. There are certain things that were really funny about it. And you know what? It actually was a really fun way to debut a character. True. Yeah.
2: Can't do it now. Everybody knows everything about everybody. These damn dirt sheets. Oh, they knew
1: it. At the time too. <laughs> good old good old Santino Morello from Woodbridge, Ontario. <laughs> Just up the street from me. I think I'm going to see him in a few days. Anyway, so uh, Bully's like, let me remind you what happened to the last guy who ran things around here. Mm -hmm. Basically threatening Santino. And then Santino says, uh, Bully walks away and Santino's like, oh, Bully's really intense. How do you handle him, Dave LaGreca? And LaGreca says, I don't. Tommy Dreamer does. After I let out a giant sigh because I was then reminded that Bully Ray versus Tommy Dreamer is still on the table, I said, I don't believe that. I do not believe in any time that Tommy Dreamer is handling Bully Ray. Uh, Ignore what I just said. What do you think of the actual segment and not my ridiculous musings?
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer... Poor Dave LaGreca.
2: All you did was try to show up and put over your show, and then you're getting told to shut up by your co-host.
1: <laughs> it was the <laughs> last time i do a favor for you. <laughs> How would you feel if, like, you and I were hanging out, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, Cresta, shut up. Go go again. You would quit next week. You would quit right on scene. You'd be like, bye. And I would be like, like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> I, it would just. This is what it would look like. You'd be like, "Uh." And it
2: was, ah! <laughs> 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 I'm laughing because it's true. I'm even when I say, "What did I do?" Like Cresta, shut the hell up.
1: <laughs> anyway, you got me, gal. You got me, gal. <laughs> But yeah, bully bully just being a real real piece of
2: shit. He's being a bully. Like, like poor David. All he did was like, yo, I'm trying to put over a show. I'm trying to put over a friendship And you pull up, I'm like, hey bully, shut the hell up. <laughs> and he really sat in the back. This poor guy. When he when he shows up to work, I busted open. We're gonna have some words. <laughs> I thought it was entertaining, but also bully ray versus Tommy Dreamer. I had to laugh through the pains. <laughs>
1: Again, I, I hope that it's not a one-on-one match. <sighs> I hope that it's a, at least a tag match, maybe a six-person match. Have the good hands. Hotch and Skyler team up with Bully Ray, and then Dreamer gets somebody. Special get, guest Rev Dave LaGreca? Yeah, you could do that. I'm not against doing that. If I'm Dave LaGreca, I'd be like, in, in storyline, I'd be pretty pissed that Bully just treated me this way. But then it shows a little bit of, you know, because, you know... you. There's a there's a little bias there because uh this Tommy is wrestling is, you know, still- Come on
2: now. This is rest- biased and wrestling.
1: Who would no, no. I, I see in the chat people are saying like it's maybe making it a retirement match. Honestly, bully can still go. Yeah, and bully can I'm not he's not gonna do a 60-minute Iron Man match anytime soon, but like he can he's still an entertaining performer and an entertaining wrestler. I don't necessarily need to see Tommy Dreamer do this. I just I think a tag match of some sorts is gonna be the way to go.
2: I mean, for what it's worth, as much crap and as grief I was giving Bully Ray, Josh Alexander, that match for what it was was really, really good. Bully, he was selling. I was buying what he was selling, and it was good. I, again, I think I said this last week, and I'll say it again. I feel like there's a better use of these men's talents than having them face each other. I think they're maybe force them to tag team up so they can teach Skylar and Hotch how to be proper scumbags and do it like that. I just, I don't see what the long-term is. And then a Tommy Dreamer retirement match, I feel like put a little bit more respect on Tommy Dreamer. Like, come on, I have Bully Ray retire. I don't know if that's what he wants. If that's what he wants, you know, I'm not trying to disparage the man, neither one, but I'm saying like, like, but like, I don't know. They got beat with somebody else a little younger. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like there's a little, there's something better to do with them.
1: Uh, something better to do would, by the way, be to leave a thumbs up on this video. And subscribe to us here at Fightful.com. Go ahead. Or YouTube.com slash Fightful. Whatever, whatever. Just subscribe to us here. Go ahead, hang out with us. And at FightfulOverbooked.com. I'm pushing them hard because I want more of you to see the talented people at Fightful Overbooked. So go ahead. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Let's go backstage with GM Miller, Tasha Steels and Savannah Evans. So Tasha's like, hey, first of all, Mickey never defeated Tasha Steels one-on-one. And then they're all like, okay, yeah, that's true. And then Gia Miller asks about dissension between the tag team of Tasha Steels and Savannah Evans. And Tasha just looks and just like the same working. Uh-huh. And Gia's like, what, this team? And then Tasha walks off being like all of it. And Savannah goes the opposite direction. First of all, crests the star. Is this the end of Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans?
2: It might be time. I want to put over both their makeup. Their makeup looks stunned tonight. Gia Miller always looks good. But tonight, Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans, their makeup was stunned. I have to say that to get that off my chest. Um, I'm
1: all about it. It's good.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, Gia Miller did point out, but Y'all, y'all have been losing a lot. So what's the play here? I think... I, I can't think of any really other knockouts teams besides Death Dolls and I'm not trying to be shady. I'm really not trying to be shady, but it's like, no, why would you why would you break them up? This would be your second longest standard, but I also something's gotta give. Taylor Wildkiller Kelly would be cool, Wild Killer. Killer, killer. I don't know. Taylor, I don't know. Taylor Kill, I don't know. But like, wild like, what?
1: Wild killer. Killer wild.
2: I like that. I like that. Wild killers. Yeah. They're crazy. Taylor but I'm saying, what? <laughs> Taylor <It's> Kelly? <laughs> but I mean, like, then what other tag teams are there to break these two up? I mean, so I don't necessarily. Go ahead.
1: I'm not going to say it because I know who's coming in and it's been publicized. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for the chat, but there is a team coming in that is really perfect for the knockouts tag team division. Uh, And I'm very excited to talk about them when they officially debut on TV. Uh, We're not going to spoil it. And we're not going to spoil it in the chat either, but uh, there it's out there. So if you want it, you can find it. That being said, uh, that's, that's as far as I'll go with that conversation right now.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. I'll take it.
1: I'll take it. Uh, Tasha Steeles tweeted out just before we went on the air that, um, what did she say again? Something about, uh, oh, I don't know. That's a wrap. And, and, n- and she made an NXT reference talking about next.
2: I have the quote. It says, the end, deuces, to the capital N, lowercase e, capital XT, capital C chapter. Oh, cryptic
1: is is Tasha Steele's going to WWE
2: NXT.
1: (laughs) We'll see. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing her there. So I would miss talking about her on this post show, but if that's where she ends up next time, I'm not against it. Tasha Steele's is a hell of a talent. She deserved that.
2: I want to believe she's trolling but I do agree that she's a hell of a talent anywhere she goes. I think she'll be extremely successful as long as they utilize her to her fullest potential. But I think she's strolling. <laughs> I think she's strolling.
1: Uh, Savannah Evans gets Giselle Shaw next week. One-on-one. So we'll see where that goes. We've talked about it before. Savannah Evans on a, on a singles tear. It's time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, really.
1: So, We'll see. This is a really interesting segment just for it. was a very short one, but it definitely opens, uh, opens some doors. Uh, Dobby the Brain Heathen with a super chat saying Tasha acting like she's leaving a month after signing a multi year deal is hilarious. People in the tweets are oblivious to it. Exactly. It's exactly that. Thank you.
2: Every day I'm trolling. Every day I'll troll. <laughs>
1: already re signed with impact, it's already been put out there. I love that people are all about it. She ain't going nowhere, but one day, one day. There's
2: hmm. nothing wrong with a little harmless uh, Loch Ness Monster rumors, and that reminds me of a Loch Ness Monster rumor. There's a Loch Ness in the lake. Sure.
1: (laughs) Just don't get no Loch Ness Monster, no Tree Fitty.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, don't go look for him. There's not a pineapple under the sea, no matter what your friends tell you.
1: (laughs) Major players take on Ace of Bays, and that wasn't even the best part of the match. Uh, (laughs) first of all the bullet club entrance got weird tonight they were like edited in this weird like movie style letterbox Uh effect. it didn't look good i don't know what they were doing maybe someone screwed up in post-production but like it just didn't look great uh but that was just the the bullet club entrance sure so ace of bays major players it's a good veteran versus newbie style match that's the story that major players were trying to tell um This is just a really fun match. Cardona walloping Chris Bay with the reboot uh, Mm -hmm. foot and then Myers hitting that top rope elbow. It's 2.9. Eventually, they do a double pin finish, which is very awkward looking and it looks like a botch, but it's not because you had this big tangle up into a win. Matt Cardona's confused face afterwards really told the tale. Yeah. And I didn't hate that. I think it really saved it. What do you think of the match? And then we're going to talk about the best part.
2: I'm going to say <clears throat> Brian Myers was wrestling super heel tonight. Anytime he had a chance to be a piece of crap, he was doing it. And I got to commend you. You've been hanging out with Matt Cardona for far too long. <laughs> that was really nice. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. The The match itself was really good. They really beat the crap out of Ace Austin at one point. Like uh, Myers and Cardona into the Bay hot tag. Um. I think what you said is true. It's a very standard veteran versus newbie match. And I think it gave the um, Aces of Bays the momentum they need to go up against Motor City Machine Guns or continue their winning streak to make a case to say, hey, we deserve to be the champions for their eventual takeover. In my mind, I'm manifesting this. I'm all about it.
1: I I will join you in that manifestation. Ace Mm -hmm. of Bays moving up, getting that tag team title shot. Let's do it one on one or two on two in this case. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. post-match nobody had to say his name because he appeared i believe in joe hendry (laughs) hendry says that he accepts matt cardona's challenge for the digital media championship says the original content creator and internet champion is matt cardona but lately he's been green with envy that's a double shot by the way for those who don't know chelsea green is matt cardona's wife green with envy was the name of her podcast for a time and he says, people around the world are talking about dancing moose. Cardona must feel left out. And I, I don't want anyone to feel left out. That's the last thing I want. And he says, I'm going to debut a new song tonight. And Crest the Star, does he ever debut a new song tonight?
2: I spent 20 minutes laughing after this with tears in my eyes.
1: <laughs> he called him Edge's <laughs> bitch. Ah!
2: I don't even know the whole story of why he's Edge's bitch, but the song was catchy and I was singing like the crowd at top edifice.
1: Hold on, hold your horses. Hold on. You don't remember that. I'm calling first of all I call shenanigans. I call bullshit, because you know how you know? Cause I spent weeks telling you about the major brothers.
2: But I thought you were memeing with the major brothers when you met like it was these two guys, but you meant like super mario. Oh, I'm getting exposed in
1: 4K. Myers and Cardona were edges stable mates. They were the they were they were the mini edges, Myers and Cardona. Okay, okay, okay. Before you roast me. You weren't, watching, I know. Right
2: I stopped I started watching in 2018 and then I stopped when Stone Cold broke his neck and this guy was drinking milk, okay? You were the
1: edge heads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's even more funny. I just thought like there had to have been some sort of Edge's connection, but Did first you think of all, we were talking
1: about Edge like from U two.
2: No, 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 no. I have- know, I, girl, <laughs> 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 I know they meant like Edge all oh, this day, Edge, but I didn't know what the exact connection was. At that point, he should have just called them Zack Ryder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's okay, I'm sure on Saturday when they have their big reunion, everything will be fine. Not Myers, but the other guy. Uh, there, by the way, Joe Hendry with a spot on Matt Cardona impression in that song. Oh my god! I'm talking about the the voice. I mean, the rest of it is... I thought you
2: were talking about the. <laughs> but there's
1: that too. The, the face was also yeah perfect. Uh, the, the premise of the song before you go find it on Spotify and all your major streaming platforms is Cardona won't have sex with his wife because he wants to play with his toys. So instead, Joe Hendry insinuates that he had sex with Chelsea Green. Did he wear the title?
2: I could see him wearing the title. <laughs> I wish I could have, but I could see him wearing the title. Or at least putting it on the nice set of say, there, there. Or turning it around, you don't want to see what daddy's about to do.
1: <laughs> Once again, if you're listening to us in audio form, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's wrestling man there's a dinosaur and an undead guy come on
1: now a literal dinosaur let's move on jonathan gresham takes on sheldon gene uh this match was quick but this match tells me that sheldon gene has a has a future i really i really enjoyed what he brought to the table he's all style Gresham goes for substance as he does. Uh, Gene's a, he's deceptively big. Not that Jonathan Gresham is, is a big man himself, but mm. uh, Sheldon Gene was the right guy for the for the task. Lots of potential there. Gresham hyperextends Gene's knee and then knocks him in the back of the neck for the pinfall. Uh, what do you think of the match? Really simple stuff. Gets Gresham back in the win column.
2: I literally wrote the shrugging emoji. Not that it was a bad match, but it's like I knew Jonathan Gresham was going to make this man look like a pretzel by the end of the match. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> Solid stuff. Nothing wrong with it, but yeah, that's my response. That's it.
1: <laughs> easy peasy. You were still, you were still uh, trying to figure out who was Edge's bitch.
2: I feel like you're exposing. You're exposing the business right now. <laughs>
1: well, Follow up by the way, is that the major players approach Moose and they're like, "We'll take care of Joe Henry for you," and Moose is like, "Good, good."
2: listen y'all don't gotta jump joe hendry because he's funny he's funny that's a funny guy and not only is he funny he's a funny guy in a song that's even worse that's worse if you're funny with the tune bro (laughs) dancing moose was funny edge's bitch is funny and it's Y'all gonna have to cut with some heat. Y'all gotta cut with some
1: heat, or you really gotta jump in. <laughs> <Mac> <laughs> has got to bring back true Long Island Z ice, whatever the hell <laughs> the, thing the, the, hair, the thing with <laughs> the hair, the thing the show he used to do. I just can't, I can never say the show name properly because it was so many weird words. And I think of Long Island Ice Tea, true <laughs> Long Island Ice Z. That was the, the true, name. that's the one anyway. He's gonna have to bring that back for a week just to uh just to get his, his heat back on, on Joe Henry, Or he's just going to be the shit out of Joe Henry. either way. He needs
2: to get a memer to help him, because That's Joe Henry's a memer.
1: They're going to be Chelsea Green. Next week on the show, it's Ace of Face taking on Kevin Knight and Kushida and Giselle Shaw taking on Savannah Evans, as we mentioned earlier in the show. So uh, there's more that will be announced, I'm sure. But for now, I'm always happy that Impact has at least one thing to announce going into the following uh-huh. week, as they should, considering the show's already been taped. Uh, let's move on. The main event is the six-shooter, Golden Gun super natural, lots of words. Elimination match winner faces Josh Alexander at no surrender. Uh, Rich Swan inevitably gets the win, a little bit unexpected, but a lot of really fun storytelling. This match, a lot of good stuff. Uh, everyone looked pretty good, I I gotta say, except for Rhino. But uh, (laughs) Rhino's got stuff going on, he's fine, right? Right?
2: I was, I complimented Rhino's legs, he's shaped like a brick. This man is strong, like he's sturdy. Yeah, he's sturdy.
1: Yeah, he's, 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 he just, he's a block. Stout. Yeah, yeah. You, ever, you, ever think, how, you think he has to do custom suits the whole way through?
2: <laughs> In my mind,
1: where Rhino goes, he wears a
2: singlet.
1: <laughs> them legs are so thick. Like, how do you fit? Does he wear pants? Do
2: you think he can crush watermelons,
1: later? Probably. You think him and Jordan Grace have a watermelon crushing competition?
2: I feel like we are entering some person's like, yeah, keep going. Joel Creston. Yeah. What else can they crush? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Awful. Oh God. Okay. Uh, the match. Let's just talk about the match. Uh, first of all. So Callahan, Sammy Callahan eliminates Rhino after Rhino goes for the gore. Moose intercepts with a spear of his own before Callahan kicks Moose and steals the pin, which is fine. Uh, rich, non rich swan. Sorry. Um, uh, Sam Callahan is still wearing his death machine gear, mm-hmm. which was a little weird to me, but I guess because like he's a, a design trainee, he doesn't have to get new gear yet. And what Shouldn't do
2: you- he be wearing the yellow hoodie, though?
1: I, I guess, but it's hot under that thing. True. You ever try to wrestle in a hoodie? It's not. It's, it's not. You ever
2: tried to wrestle?
1: <laughs> anyway, Edwards goes on a tear until PCO shows up. And he tries to get it at Edward Edwards. Security and the referees, they stop PCO. They keep him at bay at the ramp. Meanwhile, Chris Sabin hits a tornado DDT and eliminates Edward Edwards. Uh, Moose comes into the ring, kicks Sabin in the face, and then suddenly PCO and the refs have disappeared completely.
2: Bro, it was the Thanos snap because one moment here and next moment, everyone is gone. There's no way. Ain't no way.
1: <laughs> and they just had to clear everyone out Just like, there we go like Someone
2: farted really bad Like, oh, we gotta go, we gotta leave
1: <laughs> Oh god, it's so It was so strange, all of a sudden it was just like Hey, where? I, I had to rewind And I was just like, mm. did I miss something?
2: I don't know, man, like, the music Hit, he got the pin and then it's like, alright everyone, Wrap it up, turn around, like, what the <laughs> hell
1: i was <laughs> surprised he didn't have more sand in his lungs To spit out <laughs> Saban and Moose are having a great exchange afterwards. Saban goes for the tornado DDT. Moose sidesteps it, hits a spear of his own, and pins Saban. Saban's out of the match. It's now down to three. Moose, Rich Swan, and Sammy Callahan. It's fun stuff. The three of them are going ham. Uh, Moose and Swan face off. Moose goes after Swan's knee until Rich Swan rolls him up and eliminates Moose. And then the design show up. And they go over to Sammy Callahan and they tell him, hey, finish Swan. And then they call it the last step. First of all, Cressa, I thought this was a seven-step process. We outlined that this was a process that goes through till no surrender, giving the seven steps and the mm-hmm. timing. All of a sudden, they're like, this is the last step. And then Tom Hannafin is like, this is it? This is the last step in the initiation of Sammy Callahan into the design? I'm like, "What? what happened to the other steps? We had several steps to go.
2: You know what it was? We can't count. When they said seven steps, they meant seven steps like Steiner math. So it was a 33 and a third percent chance of the seven. So if you carry the one and then add the two to the three, you get three steps. And this is the final step.
1: I hate it here (laughs) so much. Did you see? Oh, my God. Did you see the uh, the M&M's thing with uh, the M&M's Super Bowl ad?
2: Because they said... Then they're going to make Maya Rudolph because people are upset about some candy.
1: Yes. Did you see? I I, I don't know who it was. And someone, I'm sure, saw this already. Uh, someone took it and they they redid the meme, the M&M's thing. Mm-mm. But they did it with Steiner math promo. <laughs>
2: You see, they say all M&Ms are created equal, but you look at the red M&M and the yellow M&M, and you can see that this statement is not true. What is filled with peanut? This one got nougat.
1: <laughs> they the exact promo, and they just superimpose it over the M&Ms gimmick.
2: That's kind of funny. Top 10 promos of all time. Top five, even. I Fight your mom about it. Top five of all time. i will
1: fight, fight moms about it. It's fine with me. Let me see if I can find it. Can I find it in like the next two seconds while I talk to myself? I don't think so. But either way, it was funny. If you find it, just send it to me on the Twitter at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L, would you? Uh, I, I, I could find it, whatever. It's fine. Anyway, we're, we're talking about the show. <laughs> we're talking about the show. We're back to the show. Uh, it's Diener and Swan. They're the last two. Uh, the seven step process is apparently not. So Sammy goes for a Power bomb on Rich Swan after some trepidation, after they're saying, you know, finish him. Go in, finish Rich Swan. And Swan eventually kicks Callahan down, goes for the 450, hits the splash, gets the win. Rich Swan is number one contender for the Impact World Championship. <sighs> at no surrender. That match is official. Post-match, Rich Swan tries to tell Callahan not to join the design. He's trying to play good guy. And then the Deaner and the design take out Rich Swan. After Swan puts his hand on Deaner, which is a you know, part of what made them all go nuts. Out comes uh, Sammy Callahan is about to hit Cactus Driver 98 when Yuya Yumura shows up to avenge Delirious. He gets stomped out. Josh Alexander, Frankie gazarian come out. They make the save. They even out the odds. And then Impact goes off the air with the face in the ring, standing tall. Cresta Star, talk to me, please.
2: You called Delirious Joe Lirious, and now I can never unhear that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hendry and Delirious had a baby, and that child's name is Joe Lirious. (laughs) Um, The match I thought was very even, and I think it really picked up once it was Moose, Swan, and Callahan in the ring. I thought for sure when it was – I thought Callahan was either going to get knocked out first or really early and be in trouble with the design, or if he stayed later on the match, that he would win. Swan getting the win was unexpected. I don't hate it. I really like Rich Swan. I also like the fact that commentary put over the time when Moose found the TNA Championship in the garbage. It was like I'm champion, and was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no one, no one recognizes that champion anymore. This is Impact now. Like, relax. I really thought that was a nice um, touch to remind viewers of like this is what they've all gone through. They're all somehow intertwined and connected. And they also put over the former friendship Sammy Callahan with Rich Swan. I mean. I get why you brought up the Moose and Swan thing, but the Callahan and Swan thing, you kind of have to gloss over the fact that after that happened, Sammy Callahan tried to kill Rich (laughs) Swan. You kind of got to gloss over that. Like, yeah, they were friends. Yeah, then Sammy Callahan went buck wild on this guy. Like what? (laughs) So, I mean, I guess Sammy Callahan does have a lot of internal conflict. I do like this character development, but also I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a Sammy Callahan sympathizer here for a minute. Diener, you failed mad times before you got it right. Eric Young failed mad times right at the end. Hell, Angels has even failed once or twice. So if you guys are going to go out of your way to say that failure is not an option, clearly failure is. (laughs) So I wonder what's going to happen now because we always say, whenever it comes to design or violent by design, failure is not tolerated and it gets violent afterwards. I wonder if they're going to beat up Sally, Sammy Callahan. Is he going to show up for initiation night next week? You know what I mean? I'm interested to see how this goes, not so much for the in ring aspect, but because I like the psychological drama of this situation. I want to see if Sammy Callahan is actually going to do it because I think what he thought was going to happen and what's actually happening are two different things and he doesn't like it. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) America, let's talk. You
2: know, they say that all
1: men are created equal. No, we're not doing this. And a shout out to Mayday by the way on, on Twitter. He, he's the one who did you it. See
2: the three-way at sacrifice, you got a thirty-three and a third percent chance of winning. But I, I have a sixty-six and a two-third percent chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even gonna try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third percent chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and one-third percent chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we was to go one on one. And then you add the 66 and two. I can't watch
1: Well, <laughs> oh, You were so close. You were doing such a good job.
2: Okay. If we was to go one-on-one and then you add 66 and two-third percents, I got a 141, two-per-thirty percent chance of winning that sacrifice. You see, Joe, the numbers don't lie. And they spelled, it was it's senior Joe. The numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for you, a sacrifice.
1: Big round of applause for Crest the Star. By the way, uh, you got to You got to One one thing about your performance, you got to call it a sacrifice because that's how that's how Steiner does it.
2: I really wish in this moment right. I had some eyeliner just to give myself the soul patch. You can do it.
1: That's next. That's next week.
2: Next week I'm coming in as Big Papa. Pop.
1: That's it. <laughs> All time. right.
2: All right. Next week here on Fightful Post Impact Show, Crescent <laughs> Stars coming in as Big Papa Pump. If anybody laughs at me, I'm calling the police.
1: <laughs> and yeah, so Sammy Callahan did have a feud with with Rich Swan a few years ago, back with OVE and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and I see that in the chat. Thank you for pointing it out. Um what bugs me most is that Steve Macklin and Rich Swan had a match that Steve Macklin won and Rich Swan just turned around and won the damn number one contendership match. I don't like that part.
2: That's a fair point.
1: That felt like it was, oh, we have a, a special coming up in a month that doesn't really mean much. So Rich Swan, everybody. It's another former Impact champion that Josh Alexander can beat. It just it felt weird to me having Rich Swan win. That's not a slighted Rich Swan. It's just it's not good storytelling for me, at least.
2: I took it as, yay, Rich Swan won. No, Macklin's going to beat him up again to prove a point. Like, yeah. I already beat him, and the guy that I beat is now ch- – ain't no way. So since I'm a joke, let's get funny. You know, I think he's going to beat up Rich Swan again. I, That's what I was really thinking. Like, he's really – now he's going to injure this man for, for real, for real, injure him, you know what I mean? So he's like, well, until I get my title shot, this is what we're doing. We'll see. Maybe not. I could be wrong.
1: Dobby the Brain Hina with a super chat saying, Josh versus Rich Swan is going to be a banger, but we all know Macklin is looming. Feels like this has to be the main event of Rebellion in Toronto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin, to me, is the match to do in Toronto. There's one problem with that. If Steve Macklin wins that match in Josh Alexander's hometown, is that is that good? Is that heat? Is that... Because do you send the crowd home happy another way? Like what it's gonna, it's gotta happen. And it feels like Steve Macklin's the guy to beat Josh Alexander mm-hmm. at this point. Can you do it on Josh's hometown on Home Turf?
2: I've seen many a promotion do worse on people's home turf. I think his reign, his historic enough, Josh Alexander's resume, like Ray, like Ray Waltz said tonight, it's called a resume. It speaks for itself. <laughs> His resume speaks for itself. He he's very decorated. But that'll definitely get all types of I hate you, Macklin Heat, on him. And I it it'd be spicy. But again, I've also seen people die on impact. So what's losing in your hometown?
1: <laughs> I love someone in the chat saying the Canadians will riot. A, a Canadian riot, and I can speak to this, is is us being like, no, thank you.
2: I was gonna say, like, do Canadians get mad? I can see I'm like. We oh. do he lost bottle like this.
1: (laughs) Also the venue that they, that they are recording or that they're doing the show. in it's called rebel nightclub. Uh, Not great for throwing things in the ring. So
2: (laughs) not the (laughs) NWO.
1: So it's like, you can do like three or four rows of seating, like just seating uh, like traditional floor Mm -hmm. seats. Mm -hmm. And then behind that, I, I encourage everyone to go and watch old, not, not old, but like Impact shows in Toronto from the last few years, uh, especially like Rebellion 2019. That was in, that was at the same uh, venue. Uh, behind them are the VIP booths. And like, you ever been to a club? VIP booths are just kind of like, there's a stripper pole and then there's like a whole bunch of couches that are like in an S shape or something. That's what's at Rebel. And I've sat on those couches to watch a wrestling show. In fact, I watched... Was it rebellion? It may have been rebellion 2019. And I let me tell let me tell you a story. Okay,
2: I'll listen. I I'm listening. I'm engaged.
1: Own, I went on my own to whatever show that was. I think it was Rebellion 2019. When they brought out Michael Fucking Elgin.
2: Oh, that's a name I haven't heard for nine thousand years.
1: You hear it, okay? You don't need to hear it. And I'm the guy who gets up and I. This, this is a, a big open space with a lot of space mm. to walk around where I'm sitting. It's considered general admission, which is great for those of you who are trying to save a buck, but sit close. Anyway, I digress. They bring out Michael Elgin and I swear to God, I'm the only person in that venue who is like booing loudly. And I'm like walking. I was like, Oh, this guy, I hate this shit. Get him. <laughs> like this is go away heat on go away heat for me. And I'm just like, this is garbage. Michael Elgin didn't last for long in impact, thankfully. Anyway, the point being, uh, come to Rebel Night Club in April. I'll be there. Sean Ross Apple will be there because I clued him in that the event's happening. And he's like, oh, any excuse to come to Toronto, well, I'll take it. Unfortunately, How much do you think
2: it is for a seat on top of the stripper pole? <laughs> That's all I heard.
1: Camera's there now. What? We set up cameras there, like they're side view cameras.
2: Come on. How are you going to have a stripper pole at a wrestling event and not offer a pole on a pole seat? <laughs>
1: I'm hoping. What I'm really hoping they do for this event, and I hope they bring this back, is um, they used to have seating on the stage, so that the wrestlers come out behind you and like you're you're on the stage. This was an old Impact trope as well for, like before the pandemic. Uh, this was really cool, and I and I was at an, an Impact TV taping where I did sit up on the stage, uh, and it was a lot of fun. There was actually uh, RVD came back, so I got to see hey. RVD versus Ethan Page was a match I got to see.
2: The North <laughs> yes yeah. that's just why the
1: North was still a team, so I, I I got to see them all interact at a at a taping in Toronto, but long story short, uh, they would put fans seating up mm-hmm. on the entrance ramp, and that was really cool, and I hope that they bring that back for this show because there was a really neat aesthetic that made the room look a lot uh a lot more full because shooting onto the stage straight on is it's not great if it's empty. <laughs> we see a week after week here.
2: Yeah, you don't want to see an empty empty stage or an empty spot like it's an eyesore. You see it on camera. It's like, woof, yeah. to spread out those seats or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, that was Impact Wrestling plus a whole lot more for y'all this week. Uh Cresta Star, let's plug the stuff and get on out of here.
2: My name is Cresta Star. You can find me on the internet anywhere. You can type Cresta Star, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R. Except for Twitter, where it's Crested e Star, the Elon Muskrat got me gal. I am live every Tuesday, that's right, every Monday and Wednesday on Twitch.tv, where I go over Raw and uh, AEW Dynamite, each respectively on each day. Saturday, I cover video games and the weird space of gaming gone weird. Uh, We got a new co host. I can't wait to see you there. So you can welcome them. And uh, every Thursday, I'm here with my co host, with the Mohost. Joel Pearl, we talk about all stuff, impact. Joel, where can they find
1: you? Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. I also am a lot of times over on Fifle Overbooked. Go find us, youtube.com slash Overbooked. I really want you all to come and join us there, especially for our Royal Rumble watch-along. It will be there. We hope you'll be there. Come and join us. Till then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye.